just a heads up that the following podcast does contain all the spoilers. Hey kid, you're in a desert, walking along in the sand, when all of a sudden, you look down. What one? What? What desert? Doesn't make any difference what desert, it's completely hypothetical. But how come I'd be there? Maybe you're fed up, maybe you want to be by yourself, who knows? You look down, see a tortoise kid, it's crawling toward you. Tortoise, what's that? You know what a turtle is? Of course. Same thing. I've never seen a turtle, but I understand what you mean. You reach down, and you flip the tortoise on its back, kid. Do you make all these questions, Mr. Creepy Guy in Arcade, or do you write them down for you? The tortoise lays on its back, its belly baking in the hot sun, beating its legs, trying to turn itself over. But it can't, not without your help. But you're not helping. What do you mean I'm not helping? I mean, you're not helping. Why is that, kid? They're just questions, kid. An answer to your query. They're written down for me. It's a test designed to provoke an emotional response. Shall we continue? No, let's just watch Blade Runner. Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Brennan. And we explore the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Although the past two movies we've done haven't been VHS flicks. Um, yeah, they have. Oh, that's right, the Bronx Warriors. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to discuss 1982's Blade Runner. Keep yeah, he does run some blades. <laughs> Directed by Ridley Scott, it's starring Harrison Ford, Rucker Hauer, Sean Young. Hang on a sec. I'm going to get a couple more here. Sion Ewing. Oh, that's Sean Young, you dongle. Uh, we're going to say Daryl Hannah, Brian James, and Joe Turkle. I mean, I guess Edward James almost is in it quite a bit. And then Mitt Walsh. But there's not really a whole lot of people in this movie necessarily. A relatively small cast. And the synopsis according to IMDb is, A Blade Runner must pursue and terminate four replicants who stole a ship in space and have returned to Earth to find their creator. Wow, that's about as basic as you can get. Yeah. Considering this movie is actually pretty basic. Yeah, there's not that much. I, it felt kind of like at the ending I was like, oh. We're there. Yeah. Here we are. Like, I feel like not a lot happened. You know, I'd have to say for a movie that a lot of people spend a lot of time talking about and dissecting and really getting into the meat of it, which odds are we're probably not going to do here. No. (laughs) But a lot of people have spent a lot of time analyzing this movie and discussing it. And really, nobody talks about just how simple of a story it really is. Yeah. And I think that's great for more stories in this universe just because you have such a simple idea like i'd like to i'll get to see what sergeant bob over here blade runner i want to see what his adventures are (laughs) hunting down some some androids you know i feel like 
It just didn't get into. I think the I think the movie did a really good job in having the world be there, but not be in your face about it. Like it's right. kind of like, yeah, it's the future. It's not like whoa, <laughs> well look. I mean, it kind of does that with the flying cars, but that's just because the special effects are really good, and I think they kind of wanted to show that off a bit. Right. It does a lot with world building. It's a very visual movie. It tells a lot visually without having to explain it to you, which is actually, I find that to be one of its strongest qualities. Mm -hmm. This movie is often considered long. It's often considered boring. I don't, I didn't find it boring. I found it like, I just feel like the the scenes moved along. They came and went. Well, we watched the director's cut and that came in at an hour and 57 minutes. How long is the normal cut? I think it's an hour and 57 minutes. So. There's multiple versions of this. Um, I've seen the theatrical cut, the TV cut, the director's cut. There's a final cut out there. I haven't even bothered to watch it. I'm fine with the director's cut. Yeah, I mean, how much more are you going to get out of it? Well, see, I didn't want to get into this. But, see, if I remember correctly, the theatrical version has narration over it from Harrison Ford and his character. It is. It's not bad. I don't think it really ruins anything, but I also don't think it really adds anything either. I think it works either way. Yeah, it worked fine without it. Yeah. I. You know what? Watch whatever version you want to watch out there. Whatever version you prefer, that's the one you like. It reminds me there's a version of Shin Godzilla, which we covered on the podcast, so if you want to listen to that, just... Just find that episode. It's good. There's a version of Shin Godzilla that came, only came out in the theaters that had, in Japan, only the Japanese theaters. And it had, like, I believe, it had, like, every character that they showed. The first time they, they, they'd show it, they'd show, like, text above their head that would say their name and, like, what they did. Oh, okay. And they did it for, like, every character. So it was so much. And it just kind of, like, it was just really nice to have that be there it just kind of makes the world more real because like that that guy that's what he's doing that's what he's here that's his name but they haven't released that cut anywhere else and everyone's kind of like hey we want this cut i can see where that's useful but i can also see where i've already seen it without it and i'm fine yeah that too but me personally i would love to i think that's i love that kind of attention to detail which this movie does a lot of good attention to detail yeah, there's a there's an opening thing explaining what's actually happening mm-hmm. in the movie. I probably should have gotten that, but yeah, whatever. <sighs> okay, That's everyone's fine. probably seen this movie. Yeah, a lot of our listeners, you've all probably seen this. I mean, there's a very good chance. If you haven't, you should do that. You should watch it. My brother Nate said today on Facebook that he had not seen it yet. What? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess. I hadn't seen it until yesterday, which is a bit weird because it's big. It's a big sci-fi movie. It is. It's kind of like saying you haven't seen Alien. It's like, well, how have you not seen Alien? And the the way that we came along watching this movie is you you suggested that you had wanted to see something and review something that was more of a film. Yeah, I wanted to watch something that because we did. We just got off the Bronx Warriors, and that wasn't the. <laughs> deepest of movies i like more of a artistic film like moon moon was really good i liked moon. i would like to cover moon but we should we have to wait like a few months to yeah i watched that's a, that's the last movie i've watched twice in one day the last movie i've watched twice in one day was 
Probably Shin Godzilla. I watched that one like three times in one night. Gee, something Godzilla? That's weird. Yeah, and then before that it was probably Pacific Rim, so I guess it's just anything kaiju. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this is a very basic story. I guess if I were to kind of summarize it up a little bit more than what we read off of IMDb, is that these are these replicants, it explains in the beginning too that they're not they're not killed, they're not murdered by blade runners who hunt them down. They're retired. Mm-hmm. That gets into a lot of the themes of this movie because these these models of replicants—that's what they're called—they're artificial life forms. We, as a hu- as humans, in the far reaches of like 2019. 2019, man, can't wait for those developments to kick in. Yeah, like interstellar space travel, all sorts of things coming our way. Thanks, Space Force. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no, actually, because we, we passed it because it did say that some of the models came on in 2016. Oh. The Nexus 5, I think it was, came on in 2016. So. Yeah, and this is more about four of the Nexus 6 models, mm-hmm. which are meant to be almost indistinguishable from humans. Yes, and it's stated that they will start to develop actual human emotion after five years. So in order to stop that from happening, they've killed time of four years so like once four years is up they just stop moving they yeah. just kind of turn white yeah they just they cease off. to function yeah and the point of these four coming back to earth where replicants have been made illegal on earth because of an uprising we don't yeah on another like space colony which we don't get to see any of that which is great yeah i think You're, it's just it fine. lets the mind juices go mm-hmm. and they come back nobody's really sure why they came back knowing that they're in, they're going to be retired if they come back. They mm. will be hunted down. That's what Blade Runners are there for. Right. They will be hunted down. They will be retired or exterminated, however you want to put it. They're taking them out. So they know that if they come back, they're dead. So why did they come back is kind of part of the story that unravels in this. Spoilers. So to get to the creator to see if, hey, can we live longer? And he's like, no. <laughs> That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Basically. And, and then there's the the latest model, which is some really bad dressing. Rachel, Rachel. in the movie. Yeah. Smokes a lot. <laughs> Thinks she's human, which is the big... Harrison, what's his... It's like something with a D. Deckard. Deckard, yeah. He's, he's kind of like, I don't... The entire movie, I was like... Because he's a Blade Runner, so whenever he sees one of these replicants on Earth, he just shoots them. Like that's your job, dude. And when he gives her the um, comp, something the V test, something with the V, the name of the test that they give all the replicants. Yeah. So they give her, they give all replicants if they're a suspected replicant, they give them a test. It's weird. It's a weird thing. It scans like their retinal uh, movements. All their like the reactions and everything to these like weird philosophical questions. Yeah, and there's like a billow on the thing. I super weird. Loved that that whole premise of. Just ask them some phys- philosophical questions, and they just have no idea how to handle it. Mama, I kind of had the thought too. It kind of ruined it. It's like give them an X-ray, and if you see a like robotic parts in them, <laughs> they're probably a replicant, you know. But anyway, Deckard gives it to her, and she fails, but only after like a hundred questions. But when he when she failed, I just had the thought of, well, just shoot her. <laughs> like. At the time he interviews her, he's at the Tyrell Corporation, probably the biggest company. They don't they never mention any other ones, but they along with other people create the replicants. Yeah. But just shooter. 
<laughs> There's a lot of inconsistencies that I want to get into right here since we're talking about the test. Yeah. So as the movie progresses, they use the lighting effect to kind of show the replicants through their eyes. And that created a whole lot of, well, in one scene, you can see Deckard's eyes are lit up. But, you know, that could just easily be, hey, it's the 80s, early 80s. Maybe he was just caught in that effect and they were like, hey, just go with it. It's like in Star Wars when uh, whose lightsabers clash and then they switch colors for like a split second because of some some guy just mixed up the lightsabers for that one frame that he drew on. Right. It's just that kind of stuff. And then the other part is too. So if you have Blade Runners to hunt them down, right, and they're supposed to be human in almost every way except that they're faster or stronger or whatever. I don't want to get into the whole whether or not Deckard is a replicant or not. I don't think, I so. don't think he I is. Don't think I he never is. thought he is. I, I, you know what, I honestly, had the suspicion. I was like, because oh, I know people mm-hmm. on the internet, they, they'd probably try to pull that like, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a robot. You know, it's kind of like in Sixth Sense where it's like that teacher in the, the elementary school, he's a ghost. <laughs> Here's how it changes. It's, it's one of those like <laughs> cheap, like, like articles, like clickbait stuff. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't care. I, I don't care. I get, uh, I'll talk about it later, but it, ultimately I don't care. So these Nexus 6 are supposed to be really hot stuff, okay? And how hard was it to find previous models if these are the ones that are indistinguishable from humans in almost every way? And Rachel, who's beyond these Nexus 6s, is supposed to be like, there's no way. Mr. Tyrell's like, why don't you test her? Because test it on a human first. And Deckard still figures it out. Yeah, he so still figures it, it kind out. kind of a failure. And later in the movie, he brings up things about Tyrell's niece, right? Mm-hmm. Memories that were implanted into Rachel. And yeah. he's like, hey, you've got implanted memories. You're not who you think you are. Mm-hmm. And then she has like this existential nightmare, like right on the spot. <laughs> because she didn't real, she didn't know. Yeah, and then he just is kind of like, "Nah, I'm just messing with you." <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm just joking. Do you want a drink? And then she just leaves. <laughs> but my thought is, they've been doing this for a long time. How bad were people at just spotting something? Well, that really wasn't human. Well, when they tested the guy in the first scene in the movie, you could tell that he was kind of. He was, like, really, like, antsy about it. Like He, he was, was off, and he answered weird. He answered really weird, like, why mine in desert? Like, why Why is this? And Which are normal questions. I'll show ask. you my mother, whatever he says, and he just shoots the Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, and even that Blade Runner, his eyes were had that red effect uh, on him. Who cares? I don't care. But, I mean, yeah, if they are, cool, I guess. What better way to hunt down robots is with a robot. I guess. You gotta... Do you think when he's asking the questions, he's like, Wait, what would I answer? What would... Well, my thing is, though, is that they seem like they're all pretty easy to spot, except for the one who's the dancer. She's just annoying. You know what I mean? She's barely in the movie. Yeah, I think she's really She's part of the unraveling of the mystery as Deckard goes through, because it's a very noirish film. Mm -hmm. It's very dark. It's rugged detective guy on the case, hunting these down. But you're right, because you're right about him just shooting rachel because i could see him not doing it in the tyrell corporation mm, but like she sh- but when she's out on the streets just that's <sighs> his job and then everyone just go that was that was a replicant here's my badge i'm a blade runner mm-hmm. there you go you and he's away. he's retired he he gets brought back into it because he doesn't want to do it anymore because i think they were becoming too human 
and he felt kind of felt like he was just killing people. He felt like a murderer, so he did kind of didn't like it. It got too real, and he started to view them as people. Yeah, especially when he shoots that one in the back. He's just kind of like, yeah. Oh, I just shot a woman in the back. Yeah. Twice. Twice. I <laughs> I did really like how the one guy that in the very beginning of the movie gets tested. He didn't look like good. He kind of like he didn't have a chin. Like he's just he just looked like a normal dude. Leon, that was his name. Yeah, this Leon, character's name. He, he didn't look like you know like they like an android would in like any other like generic movie. He just no. looked like a dude. And I really like that. He looks like he he looks like somebody's uncle's drinking buddy. Yeah, that's exactly what I always thought of him, which is cool. But in order for the replicants. They find out they can't just go to the Tyrell Corporation and see Mr. Tyrell because he's kind of Steve Jobs in it up and being all Fancy, reclusive up in his crazy ginormous pyramid mansion pyramid thing. <laughs> in the in the pyramid skyscrapers building. And so they realize they can't go there. So they decide to go after or to uh, infiltrate through somebody who's close to him. So they find out that this one guy, J.F. Sebastian is you know one of the designers or whatever so they kind of send um acrobatic mcflippy (laughs) daryl hannah's character press because you know she's blonde and pretty or whatever they kind of set her up to kind of infiltrate through him this dude is living in the creepiest place ever Mm -hmm. he has like animatronic like creepy bio i thought it was something biological because he had Sometimes. See, that's the other thing is that it's never really explicitly They're probably said. just people that he just like crazy brainwashed or something. Because <laughs> there's like a small guy dressed as like a German. Well, I think they're replicants guy. too, to some degree. Hey. At least like automatons. At least we got little people. There's a lot of little people in this movie. Yeah. They're kind of used in a way that, you know, they're not just, hey, I mean, I guess they're everywhere, but. At the same time, it's, it's kind pollution. of weird just because, whoa, they're little people. They're kind of done in a, hey, look, they're weird way. I can kind of see that. Which, hey, I mean, come on. That's somewhat excusable because it was made in the 80s. Even now, I think it's fine. Because I mean, a lot of the times those actors are just like, okay. Yeah, they need to work too. Yeah, they got to make Take a the living. Roles, and you I know mean, what? If you want to be like a really weird clown guy, just walks around in the walls and you get paid a good amount of money to do it i'd be like okay or you get to be an ewok like kind of sick yeah whatever pays the bills Mm -hmm. if they can act well then fine hey more power to them what happened just to your throat right there i don't know it's that was a weird maybe it got picked up i don't know i got picked up (laughs) (laughs) welcome back farts haven't had haven't had too many farts on the podcast this room is so hot why are you this room okay so (laughs) it's like what, October 3rd? Mm-hmm. 80, 80 some degrees here in Wisconsin, which is weird. It's not very normal. I have to have everything closed up. We're surrounded by stuff to dampen the sound. And my office is already hot. Yeah. So we're probably cooking at like, I'd say probably 93 degrees in here. Oh, right my now. God. Let's turn the fan on. Oh, wait. No, no. That's a noisy fan. Yep. Back to Blade Runner. <laughs> Back to Blade Runner. Wow. I just. I don't know. I thought the story was just kind of like, okay, Derek, just just shoot her. Just shoot her. In the face. <laughs> this could be so much easier. You just shot her in the face. Also, people try to connect this, the Blade Runner series. I've, I watched this video that was like, how the Blade Runner series is connected to Aliens, Star Trek, and Star Wars. 
I was like, "Ugh, give me a break." Yeah, I've heard I've heard the Alien series, but I mean, that's Alien series actually makes Hey kind Ridley of sense. Scott, forget it. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. You just like you just like thinking robots. That's it. Oh, I hate Alien Covenant. We already covered that one in a drive time. Yeah, we kind of liked it at the time, but now that it's now that it's it, no, it's it's awful. <laughs> That's the fun part about our drive time episodes. Check them out. Find our first response after we watch. Just movie. get out of a movie just theater. Out of the theater, home. fresh, raw thoughts. Yeah, usually we end up liking stuff a lot, and then later on we go, mm, okay, yeah, it's kind of bad. Yeah. Not uh, Homecoming though. No, Spider-Man Homecoming, still awesome. I still really enjoyed the Pablo Escobar. <laughs> I think he was great in that movie. That's off topic. The Minions, <laughs> the Minions prison rape scene. <laughs> Despicable Me 3. <laughs> oh, mm. Rape is not funny, everybody. Except, no, no, it's still not. Except when it's Minions. <laughs> Screw those guys. I think I went into this movie thinking it was going to be more of like a, like a dread or like a judge dread kind of thing. You know, where it's going to be Harrison Ford. He's going to be all cool. He's going to be shooting replicants left and right. That really wasn't. None of the action scenes were really. The final action scene was. It was, it was good for yeah. sure. But it wasn't like the, the grandiose that I think that I was expecting. But I wasn't dissatisfied when that when I got to the actual action scene. Like I, I wasn't disappointed to say. I was just. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Because I don't know. It's not disappointing. No. It definitely, it, it comes to a head. There's a conflict between um, Deckard, Deckard and Roy Batty, who is Rutger Hauer's character. He's he's the one who designated towards military purposes and stuff. Which, more world building there. Mm-hmm. Who are they fighting? What's going on in space? What's going on? Probably Xenomorphs. Probably not. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh. oh, the Klingons, because it's connected to Star Trek. <laughs> Everything's connected. Yeah. Sorry, I stereotyped nerd culture there. You Big Bang Theory? Oh, no. Oh, no. At least it's ending. Hashtag nerd face. <laughs> Hashtag thank yeah. God. The hey, Big everybody. Bang Come join us in a celebration of the end of the Big Bang Theory. We did cover Young Sheldon, the first episode of Young oh, Sheldon. Man, that thing did not get canceled. I don't. Oh. I don't know how I made it to a second season. <laughs> Oh, that was so terrible. That was one of the hardest half hours of my life. Mm-hmm. And then we had to talk about it. Yeah, for another half hour. We talked about it for more than a half hour. Like it was kind of a shorter episode. Still really good, though. Well, probably even probably closer to an hour yeah. before editing. Ugh. Yikes. That's also off topic. I will say this. Okay, so getting the Rucker Howers character of Roy Batty, which crazy name. I don't know. They probably have Roy some Batty. weird name generator. Yeah. To give these guys. No, this is a spinning wheel. Big <laughs> wheel they spun because it's 1980, like what? It would be 19, like, well, well actually the book. Yeah, it is based off the book, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. <laughs> Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Philip. <laughs> Got him. I mean, I get that as they're learning about their own feelings and stuff. He really kind of acts like a child in a lot of ways. He pulls it off the best out of all of them, I think. Everybody else feels like, oh, I'm playing a robot or like, I don't know how a robot's supposed to act type of thing. But he really gives a great performance in this movie. He's very, he's curious, yet not super knowledgeable. Like he's, he's learned in some ways. And at the ending when he saves Deckard from falling. Yeah, I was going to get to that. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. So they end up having like this, this, this big fight after because Roy finds out there's no way he can get more life. That's it. Yeah, he's dead. They're just built. They can't. They can't turn it around. No matter what they do, it's just gonna kill him. I don't know, but an expiration date. Like you can always like drink milk like three days after the expiration date. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's gonna last a long. Yeah, long maybe he just sit there. So maybe he's gonna get an extra sick. week. Oh, sick, got an extra week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nobody opened me first. Oh, is it like that one really bad movie with Justin Timberlake where where they all have the 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 time on their on their their wrists? They only will live that long, and then the poor people have like the less time, and the rich people can buy more time. If somebody, if if one of our listeners wants to remind us what that movie is, you can just write it it down on a piece of paper and just throw it in the garbage right away. (laughs) No, just fold it in like a nice like paper airplane and just just throw it really far, (laughs) and then just pray. (laughs) (laughs) They end up so he's all mad because he can't get more life. Deckard has killed Daryl Hannah's character. Just shot point. her right in the chest when she's doing some flips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not dealing with it. Yeah. Hey, good on him. That's his yep. job. Should have shot what's-her-name, though. Doing his job. They got into a fight. Clearly, Deckard is... It, there's He doesn't stand a chance. He's just trying to get away. Yeah. Trying to buy his time because he realizes, I think, that Roy is in the complete he last moments of his to life. Lose. Yeah, he's in the complete last moments of his life because he's like starting to like get paler, cramp Stabbed up. Stab himself in the hand trying to get some life back into him. Yeah, just to prevent himself from shutting down. And Deckard's just trying to buy that time. He's just climbing away from him because he knows he's going to get his butt handed Doing to him. Doing some parkour. <laughs> the slowest the parkour. Slowest. The most realistic yeah. climbing. It's very slow. <laughs> very slippery because it's always raining. It's always raining. <laughs> yeah, it, He's got two busted fingers. Even mm-hmm. the the part about that too was was cool because Roy broke his two fingers after taking away his gun, and then gives him the gun back. Yeah, just <laughs> just to it. make it more sporting for him because he knows he knows at the very end, Deckard's about to fall, mm-hmm. and he's losing his grip. And Roy standing above him, clearly superior in all but one way at this point. And he decides, he he decides at the last moment to just pull Deckard up. Because however you want to look at it, I always viewed it as in his last remaining moments, he understood how precious life is. He's like, oh, well, this, this guy's going through the same thing that I'm going through. He just wanted him to know. He just felt like somebody else had to know that fear of imminent death. You are going to and die. And Decker got it. He's like, all right, there you go. Nice. <laughs> See you later. And they just shuts down. <laughs> no, and he gives he gives a great speech at the end. Too bad he just didn't shut down halfway through it. <laughs> and um, Fun fact, that was all improv. He made that up. Wow. I should look it up. I should almost like take a moment and read it without the gravitas because we're not a clip show. We are not. We lack the soundboard. We can. I think. <laughs> I just haven't bothered. You know why? Because um, I'm lazy. I'm lazy that way. All right, Dad, here's your first test. Ready? When, when you're editing this, so now you don't have to worry about it right now. Okay. What? What's my first test? It's your first test. Darude Sandstorm. Go. What? The song. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. No. I don't think so. I okay in band class. I always play that on the xylophone every day. 
during warm-ups uh-huh. and every day everyone looks at me just like are you playing that one song that every dj plays <laughs> that is this, the one song every dj plays also the cha-cha slide macarena <laughs> occasionally you you go to uh like some type of sporting event there's the 40 year old dad with the tiki hat on what is a tiki hat not a tiki hat like a like a bucket hat like a gilligan hat no yeah i guess maybe i don't know but just like some type of like weird hat and like maybe a hawaiian shirt or something he's like all right who wants to do the cha-cha slide <laughs> oh man you can't find that quote well i'm just gonna hang on let me do a googly dad why are you looking up pictures of thanos's wiener <laughs> Dad! <laughs> Whoa! Hey, um, uh, don't, don't look at that, son. Speaking of which, did you see that on Stanley's Twitter? Whenever he tweets something, everyone just floods the comments with pictures of Thanos naked. <laughs> hey, look, I found it. Wow. Okay, hey, you know what, it's hot. Let's just take a break and we can listen to some promos from some other podcasts. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. We'll destroy this Earth. Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the visual screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hell Ming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hail Ming. Breaking two? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flash Dance? <laughs> we might destroy the planet if it's Flash Dance. <laughs> full of them from low budget crap fests to downright unwatchable and only two men are willing to watch them all so climb in and take your seat this is short bus cinema let's do it Hey everyone, this is Johnny Krug from Kruger Nation. And this is Rick Morgan from the Helming Power Hour. We have decided to team up and take you where no one has gone before. We're on a quest to find the world's worst movie, and we're doing it 
on the bus. Driving through cult classics in every genre to find the holy grail of bad movies. So if you're looking for something different and more fun than you can stand, then climb on in. Short Bus Cinema is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. That's right, yo. Short Bus Cinema. We'd love to watch the movies you hate. How would you how would you like me to read this? Um do it like Kermit the Frog. Gonna make the whole world deaf from all your screams. Doodle doodle do <laughs> when I am through with you. They'll never find your body. And even if they did, oh they'd find bee teeth. Oh, according to this. On Wikipedia, Howard said he merely cut the original scripted speech by several lines, adding only all those moments would be lost in time, like tears in the rain. Although the script displayed during the documentary before Howard's rewrite is not mentioned. Tannhauser Gate. Oh, should I? You want me to read it like Kermit the Frog? No, no, it's, that's gonna be really cringy and bad. What do you mean? Yeah. Hey ho, Kermit the Frog here. Someday we'll find it. No. The rainbow no. connection. The lovers. The dreamers. Do it, um, do it like me. Do it like Sean Connery. If we went over this last episode, I can't just do it. I played a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. Yeah. I've seen things. People wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain. Time to die. Kind of sound like a little bit of Optimus Prime in there. A little <laughs> bit. Is this um? Is Should we try it in uh, a different way? Is this is this where the um, um attack ships on fire the guar line? Oh, I believe so. Yeah. That's neat. I was kind of thinking of playing that the at the end. The more you know. Actually. Yeah, you should. That'd be mm-hmm. good. Because I don't want to play more human than human by Rob Zombie. Because I don't want to get his sickness just from listening to his songs. Hey, listeners, if you want me to do the tears in the rain monologue, uh, go ahead, write in to corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. Give your suggestions. If I can't do it, I'm just going to delete it. We'll take some turns. Okay. How about... You give me, you give me, um, give me a weird one. Oh, do it in your, do it in your Trump voice. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. Believe me. Attack chips are on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watch sea beams glitter in the dark near the China gate. <laughs> All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain. Time to die. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about Skeletor? Yeah, you do in Skeletor. <clears throat> Hello, He Man. <laughs> 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 we are wasting so much I know. precious time, but this is gonna. This is this is fun. Yeah, I'm having fun. <laughs> I've seen things <laughs> you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I've watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate and Castle Grayskull. All those moments will be lost in time, he man, like tears in the rain. Time to die. <laughs> it also kind of sounded like him just because he had that accent. This character did. What are do it as Phil Swift? I'll just do... <laughs> That's a lot of damage. <laughs> attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. Now we're going to fix those attack ships with some flex seal. <laughs> Life force running out because your creator set an expiration date? <laughs> 
That was great. Hands losing function? Just cover it up with some flex seal. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a blade runner and did your fingers just recently get broken? With the power of flex tape, you could flex flex tape your fingers back together. Good as new. (laughs) Oh my god, I died. Hi, Billy Mace here. (laughs) If I die while recruiting this, nobody will ever hear it. It will be lost like tears in the rain. <laughs> 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 oh god, it's like a sauna on YouTube. <laughs> it's so sweaty. It's a lot. Oh god. I feel like I feel like if you if you just like died right there, you eulogy we'd we'd he died after we did the tears in the rain quote or speech in Blade Runner as Phil Swift. I think it just broke something in his brain. <laughs> You'd be like, this is the last important thing he said. And then it's me doing Skeletor. <laughs> so uh, what was your favorite scene in Blade Runner? Oh, that's actually that's actually pretty tough. Uh, there's just there's a lot of like science fiction elements that I really enjoyed. <laughs> I can see the tears on your eyes. <laughs> well, they're gonna be lost in time. So. Yeah. Okay, but um, there's a lot of things that I like. I'm just gonna go through a few because it's hard for me to pick one. I like the beginning scene. There's a lot of world building that happens so fast. Yes, it's you. It, it's great because it shows the future because it tells us the future and everything. We get that, but we get the smokestacks. We get Okay, this is a damaged world. Like, I'm just trying to get, like, first impressions. Like, what would a new viewer know? Because I, I knew a little bit going in. You see those smokestacks, you see them flaming, you know, this is the future. You're messing up the environment. Then you get the interview with a guy who we don't know is an android, right? We see all the electronical equipment. We see, like, kind of like how, like, it's kind of like an office setting, yeah. almost. We get kind of like, oh, this is kind of like a corporation that seems like a corporate like place um the all techno technological equipment and then we get all the uh questions <laughs> that instantly sets up the philosophical questions that this movie has and then you get the the robot guy stands up and then shoots the blade runner shoot through the like the the cubicle i think that's great to set up gone like that it's more world building so i really <clears throat> enjoyed that first scene i really liked how everything was set up i also liked i just like when he goes to like the the um the bar Decker does, and he calls up what's her name, the the android that oh, he shot. Yeah, calls her. And he's like, "Hey, you should come down here. Like, let we could talk. Like, I have this guy right here. The guy like with all that implanted implanted all the memories or whatever. It's right here. Come." And she's like, "Nah." He's like, "Well, okay." And he just goes back to the bar and just continues <laughs> drinking. Like, he drinks a lot in this movie. He does. I but think he gets drunk really easy though. Yeah. You don't really show him drinking over long periods of time. Well, I know. It's like... He has a couple shots and he's it's wasted. It's future alcohol. True. It's 2019. Dad. Yeah, all, regulation, all regulations are going to be gone. Whoa. Deregulated. It's literally just pure alcohol. <laughs> that'll, no, that'll just make you go blind or kill you. <laughs> Trust me. Deckard's like, good. <laughs> I'm scared anytime I try somebody's like... Somebody's like, hey, I have this homemade moonshine. It's like... Oh, no. <laughs> I really want to drink it, but at the same time, I don't want to go blind. It's like the human body, you know, like 70% of it's water. Like 70% of this is just alcohol. But <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Um, other scenes that I enjoyed. Well, I asked you for one. 
Was it, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> then what's your favorite scene? Let's pick one. No, scene. go ahead. Go no, ahead. No. Please indulge me. Tell me more. I'm curious. What kind maybe, of maybe I will. What 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 you obviously have more than one scene you want to discuss. I like um Tippy tap tap tippy tap a roo. Tippy tap 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 a roo. Running tap 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 tippy tap. Tippy tap 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 a roo. That's probably going at the end. I love the last scene, how just ambiguous it is. Because he walks out of the he walks out of the apartment with Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's so hot in this room. He walks out of the room with Rachel out of his apartment, and he finds that um, little origami, oh, yeah. origami guy that the guy was always leaving behind. Yeah, like, the guy did all the origami. So it's like, was he And he had there? the dream about the unicorn earlier. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But he, like, finds it, and he gets that quote in his head, like, I forget the quote. The and guy. there I was, on the beach, having a good time. Okay, but anyway, he finds it, and then he's just like, this is what I'm doing now. Like, he's, like, committed. He gets in the elevator. That elevator shuts. Credits roll. I like how... That other cop is. just lets him get away. Yep. Just how open and Nope. The other cop is like, whatever. Maybe they get a cabin somewhere with those three-headed deer from all that pollution. <laughs> but I guess that all that's going to be answered in... Or all that is answered the, in... The other... One of the other cuts right. of the movie has a scene overhead of them driving away. And I don't remember if it's... The scene from The Shining or vice versa. One of them used, it was used. It's like an overhead shot, like following the car through like windy roads and trees. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I come off like I'm all irritated with this movie, but I, I really like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, here's, here's one thing that I just remembered that I really enjoyed. Is that like when they're showing like shots of the streets and stuff, there's still cars from like the 80s and like. Oh, like 60s and 50s cars. Yeah. Modified. But I mean, like, there's still, like, older cars out there. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Because, you know, right now, we are only, like, we're not seeing cars that are from, like, five years ago and up. We still see those, you know, those really terrible old cars from the 80s. Right. I mean, for a story that's supposed to be in the future, it feels very much its own made-up future. I think, yeah. It I doesn't, think, it does it's not in a future that I would even consider, that I didn't even consider in, in the 80s when I originally watched this as a as a kid. I never considered that an actual for real future. I never thought, yeah, this is totally what the future is going to be like. I think, I think it isn't, it's a possibility of what the future could be like, but I don't think in that short of a time span, especially when the movie came out or when the book right. mean, came out. Like, it just seems, if they would have added like a little one, if it was... 2119. Well, I know, I know, I know of a man, and I dare, I I use that term loosely, who's really working hard to bring that future to us. Anyway, oh boy. This number comes after 44. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's fat and orange. It somehow only weighs a little bit more than me. He's always messaging us at the most inopportune times. (sighs) That just instantly dated this podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, as much as people complain about that, it was established back in 2006 as a plan, in all honesty. It's about who got it done at the end of when they did it. Yeah, but 2006, who was the president? Bush? Was that Bush 2? Bush 2 Electric Boogaloo? (laughs) Bush 2 The Squeakquel? (laughs) That was definitely more of a squeakquel. Bush 2 Bush Strikes Again. (laughs) The, the bush who didn't vomit in front of the Japanese. Okay, here's one thing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, that's that's funny. Um, other thing that I don't get, 
what don't you get, Brennan? Okay, another thing that I don't get, it's like, okay, so the, the head of the corporation, the... the, the Mr. Tyrell, whatever. Yeah. Dr. He's Tyrell. straight up murked. He's dead. He died. And he's the head of the biggest corporation on the planet. And there wasn't, like, people running around, like, like no cop, I don't think, like, they, they barely mention it. I feel like Decker would be like, oh, shoot, I didn't get that. I didn't get that replicant, and they, they got to him, and they killed that guy. <laughs> Like the head of the largest corporation, I feel yeah, there wasn't like well, there wasn't enough like repercussions. I'm sure it's probably in the book more. I'm guessing. I think it just doesn't matter. It's just a hey, whatever. He was that, that's old. done. Doesn't matter anymore. He was murdered by the replicant. But see, it turns into Waylon. What's your favorite scene? My favorite scene. I like the scene where um, the replicants go and they visit the Asian man working in the uh, cold uh-huh. eyeball lab. Yeah. That one's always stood out to me as a kid I, yeah, because I it definitely is really weird. It's really weird. It helps with the world building. That guy is supposed to design all the eyes or or specifically their eyes. The Nexus 6. Yeah, which makes me wonder why is he working in like this crummy little shop somewhere. But well, Probably because the corporation doesn't pay him. Hey, whatever. I just like that scene because he's got all the hoses yeah. leading into that fur coat. And when they like pop it off and rip the coat off him, he's actually cold. And you can tell it's cold in that room. Because they their breath. And the replicants are unaffected. Yeah, they just don't, they don't care. care about the coat. And instead they're probably like, where will the one guy like <gasps> dips his hand in the liquid nitrogen? Yeah. And it just kind of gets a little white. That's it. Not as not as cool as Jason X, where he dips that lady's face in liquid nitrogen, pulls it out, and smashes it on the table, and it explodes everywhere. Coming on, coming up next episode, the dongles talk. Jason X. That actually wouldn't be that bad. I I don't want to. <laughs> I do it. Spoiler alert! I don't Should care we do like about a, that movie. Stay tuned. No, somebody else already says, like, a stay tuned. Stay informed about future episodes. Hang in there. It's just the cat with your face on it. It's both of us as cats. That's going to be the new Crumpton Youth logo. Oh, maybe we could make a shirt. I'll make a shirt about it. No. Yeah. I'm not going to wear that to school. (laughs) Who said you have to wear it to school? Maybe maybe one of our listeners would enjoy us as as cats. Us as cats hanging on a tree branch. I feel like they also corrupted youth. Mm. Hang in there. Like I think that's a bit too. Not saying there's anything wrong with these people, but it's a bit too furry for my like. Well, you know what? Maybe some people don't like skulls and transformers and stuff. Well, that does stink for them. <laughs> it does. It really does. Too bad for you. No. Oh, I still did you just give a it. spoiler of what the new logo is going to be? No, they they've seen the the new logos out. The logo is. No, I don't know if I'm ever going to finish that design at this rate. I'm so busy. We're Mm -hmm. lucky we got enough time to watch movies and do this podcast. But you know what? I'm taking that time out of my day to spend with you, son. We usually do anyway. Well, I would rather take it and spend it with you and do a podcast with you. Yeah, we do, like, hang out every day. Not all the time. But most of the A good amount of the time. Okay, whatever. Jeez. (laughs) Trying to have a heart-to-heart moment with you here on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I'm really hot right now. <laughs> okay, I will say this too about the movie before we wrap things up is it's major problem, especially in today's day and age, where Deckard basically forces himself on Rachel and is like, yeah, say that you want me. And he like forces himself on her and kisses her and we know where it all leads. You know what? Should have shot her in the back of the head. Still not cool. I don't care if she's human or but not. she not doesn't. Cool. She has the expiration date, doesn't she? No. She it's doesn't. believed that she 
doesn't. So she will develop she, human emotion. She might not have an expiration date. She could. I don't know. We haven't seen maybe the Justin sequel Timberlake, that just came out. Maybe Justin Timberlake needs to... Should I call him and find out? Time. Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Yes. Just phone Justin Timberlake <laughs> and ask him. Was that Justin Timberlake in that movie? What? The that, next one? Yeah. No, no, oh, no. that other no, one? That other one. I have no idea. I just, <laughs> I barely remember what you were even talking about I think it that. is Justin Timberlake. Cause that was supposed to be his, like, breakthrough acting Remember, so, remember, listeners, if you remember the name in that movie, please write it down on a piece of paper. Probably Google it. Throw it right in the garbage. We could probably Google it, but we don't care enough. You know, somehow, I feel like that piece of garbage is going to end up here. Somehow. Through, like, the craziest cosmic events, <laughs> it will somehow appear at this house. And we'll be like, oh. our, our one, Our one listener. Stay informed about our future episodes. <laughs> Hang in there. Hang in there. Okay, um, I think that's all I really have to say about Blade Runner, aside from I really enjoyed this movie. I always have, even as a little kid when I should have been bored by it. I want to see the sequel. I'm intrigued. I say intrigued. let's let's make that happen. I debated that we do a, a back-to-back, but knowing how hot this room is, oh that God. thank God we didn't. <sighs> Man, I'm like physically just damp everywhere. This is gross. Yeah. So let's wrap this up. Anything else you want to say Would about Would you Blade recommend Runner? this movie? I do with an asterisk of, hey, if you think a movie that's two hours long and not action-packed with practical effects is boring and you don't think you can make it through that, then don't watch it. But if you like something that's maybe like a little more heady, makes you think a little, go for it. It, it, it at least looks really cool. Asked if I would recommend it. I'd ask, you're walking down the street. A homeless man sits next to you. You go to give him some change. It's a cold night. It's a big city. Fumbling around on your change, you accidentally drop a $10 bill. It lands in his lap. What do you do? Well, I kick him in the nuts and I grab the $10 bill and I run. Oh, yeah, you're good. (laughs) That's pretty much what a human would do. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'd probably be like, no, you're all good, man. Like, whatever. I would just take the loss on that. If I was willing to give him something in the first place, then consider it cosmic fate $10 counting inflation for 2019 <laughs> <laughs> i give it i give this movie four and a half four and a half flaming smokestacks out of five four and a half flaming smokestacks <laughs> I, I just implemented a weird rating system where we just make something up from the movie okay. i don't know um we, normally we don't do this but um, hmm. now I gotta think of something funny because I can't use a smokestack one. So you did that. Oh, then why I'm not gonna you use the same one? Read it in dicks, Philip K. Dicks. <laughs> it's about four dicks. I know it's about four and a half dicks. <laughs> that was in reference to Philip K. Dick. Yes, what were you thinking Author about? The book. Hey, yeah, this is a clean podcast. Think about Dick Wolf, producer of the Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> Well, I think that just about does it for us. You have anything else you'd like to add before we roll out? Dicks. They make a lot of good stories. They do. (laughs) All right. If you want to email us, give us some feedback. That'd be awesome. You can reach us at... CorruptedYouthPodcast.gmail.com No, it's not podcast. CorruptedYouthPod at gmail.com We are also available to listen on... Automatic, as well as Apple, Apple Podcast. Podcast. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Which, if you're listening to us on either of those two, we're sorry for wasting your time <laughs> by telling you what platform to listen to it on. Yeah. And hey, you know what? If you listen to us on either one of those, please rate and review us. Please. We, please. we literally please. have not gotten anything please. since like our third episode. Please. Yes. I mean, it's just more or less so we can know how we're doing. Yeah. We, just we don't know how we're doing. Yeah. That other guy. Are like, we doing as good as Flex Seal? <laughs> who knows? People just don't give us feedback. And if you already tried giving feedback and it did not appear, give it another try. You're going to get one up sooner or later. Is, is, your, is, your, uh, is your feedback lost like tears in the rain? <laughs> <laughs> I waited for feedback. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're just going to die in the rain yeah. <laughs> crying if you don't give us some feedback. Dongles. Look, look, I've seen things you wouldn't believe, right? Episodes going on without review. <laughs> I've seen no star ratings on some of these episodes. All those moments, all those reviews be lost in time like tears in the rain. Now it's time for you to give us like a normal review. I don't care if, don't care if you like it or not. <laughs> Just review it. That'd be cool. Until next time, hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, later. You gonna say goodbye? No. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Thanks for listening. And thanks to all our other podcasting friends. An awkward silence while you close out and pause the program. I can't find it. Where's the button? Where's the, huh? Where's the button? I don't know.
life force running out because your creator set an expiration date? 